Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you as ever for tuning in. This week I'm taking a moment to acknowledge and to celebrate the 200th edition of my monthly community newsletter, my e-zine, Next Steps. I know many of you tuning in, of course, are regular listeners to the podcast, but it's only a baby when it comes to my marketing initiatives. Um, The podcast was launched in May 2019, um, but for the last 17 odd years, every month I've been producing my um, easy, my community newsletter, Next Steps. And it actually started life as a hard copy bi-monthly Um, old style newsletter back in May 2004. But then from January 2005, um, I caught up with technology and it was produced as as an e-zine. So for the last 17 and a half years, um, I've written and distributed the newsletter to clients and contacts every month. Um, And I remember being told at the outset that you know, consistency was the key when it comes to any marketing initiative. So I think I certainly adhered to that. <laughs> 600 articles, 200 book reviews later, my community newsletter is still going strong and it's a well-established note in the rhythm of my business, as I would frame it. Um, and on the theme of recognising achievements, this week I'm delving into why it's important to celebrate successes and why we can be reluctant to do, to do it. You know, and as well, having taken some time out to, you know, glance back over previous editions of my monthly newsletter and scanning the archive of hundreds of articles, um, some common themes emerged. um, And I'm going to be sharing them with you this week as well. Some of the foundation blocks of personal development, as I might refer to them. So if you don't receive my monthly um, newsletter, um, it's easy to subscribe. You go into the um, homepage of my website, jamesweetman.com, and you just subscribe there. You put in your name and your email address. And when you subscribe to it, you get a free ebook, um, Upgrading Your Life, Five Fundamental Concepts to Master. And I'm not one for spamming people, as you would know. So the newsletter goes out the first week of, of every month. It usually has three articles in it and a book review. And I know some of you receive it every month. And there's a in, in, in October's edition of the newsletter itself, um, I've gathered many testimonials from longtime readers and what the newsletter means to them um, and, and a bit of a trip down memory lane. Um, but what I find fascinating, one of the things that jumped out at me was, gosh, there was 200 book reviews in it. And of course, I'm an avid reader, as you know. And in the coming weeks, I'll be doing one, probably two uh, podcast episodes on the topic of books, books I've read this year, because we're coming into peak book buying season, that pre-Christmas season. And uh, I'll be sharing some of my favorite reads this year, particularly in the area of business and personal development, um, but also more widely some of the novels and nonfiction books that I've enjoyed as well. So they'll be coming up over the next few weeks. So before I share some of the common themes that I've picked up from reviewing the archive of articles that I've written for my monthly newsletter, I want to look at the topic of celebrating success and maybe how we're reluctant to celebrate successes. You know, when I think of celebrating achievements and success, I think about sporting achievements and how they're celebrated. 
you think about football or celebrating a goal, sometimes over celebrating a goal or, you know, racing car drivers cracking open the bottles of champagne or the athletes taking a lap of honour. And with that uh, image in mind, you know, it's easy to think of life as sometimes a, an, an unwinnable race. You know, think about being in a race and you can never actually get to the finish line. It always seems to be around the corner. Doing more never seems to be enough or doing it faster just seems to create more to do. And if you're constantly working from a, a never ending or an ever lengthening to do list and with your mind trained on what's next, work and sometimes life can certainly feel like an unwinnable race. Somehow over the years, we've picked up the belief that being tough on ourselves is what's required to drive ourselves forward. Um, we're so focused on the future, the next goal, the next challenge, that we rarely pause and look over our shoulders and acknowledge how far we've come. We discount too easily the goals or ambitions that we once had, which have now been achieved and are an accepted part of our lives. We rarely give ourselves credit for the progress we've made, for the skills we've learned, for the experience we've accrued. You know, or even, you know, for the person that we've now grown into as a result of years of concerted effort and dedicated effort. When I think about that in relation to my newsletter, you know, at the outset, I didn't know much about email marketing and MailChimp or vertical response or Google Analytics. Some of the, the programs that I'm now fairly familiar with, I wouldn't say I'm expert at them, but I've certainly learned and and um, have, have learned a lot to support that aspect of my business. You know, we, we all like to have our accomplishments recognised. Um, however, most of us struggle to receive praise or feedback. We'll often deflect a compliment by drawing attention to our flaws. You know, we'll shrug something off. We won't make a big deal of it. Uh, on a receipt of a gift, we sometimes feel the immediate need to reciprocate. Um, and we reject helping hands because somehow we believe that the needs of others are more important than our own and we wouldn't like to inconvenience someone else. But if we don't acknowledge our own progress and achievements, um, you know, we won't feel the approval of others because we've never made a home for it. We don't recognize it. You know, so when praise and acknowledgement does come our way, we can struggle to believe it. Um, and if we think about, you know, the last 18 months and COVID-19 and degrees of lockdown and all of the challenges that we've been through, you know, we've been through a lot. Sometimes it's worth remembering that, uh, you know, success is surviving. It's not necessarily thriving. When we take a moment to pause and to give ourselves credit where credit is due, we can come to realise that in challenging times, we also have the opportunity to instigate change, maybe on our own terms. Uh, the discomfort of our current situation can be a catalyst to reset our priorities. Uh, difficult times often activate latent potential, hence the adage of necessity being the mother of invention. Equally, it's during tough times that we're reminded of what's important, health and time with family and social contact, contact and they're, they're worth celebrating too, uh, perhaps more than we, than we usually do or we take it for granted. You know, and we're also more aware of the criteria that we're seeking to satisfy in order to feel happy and fulfilled. Um, you know, when we keep an open mind, no experience is wasted. 
The truth is that when we give ourselves credit, we usually instill a confidence and a self-compassion that propels us forward quite naturally. You know, just think about a young child learning to ride a bicycle. It's through words of encouragement that they find their courage to keep going. And every day we do our best. You'll often hear me mentioning that our, our definition of best will change and be different day by day. But we continue to do our best. And my invitation is for you now to take a moment, um, especially if you're a fully paid up member of the Toughen Yourself Club, and just acknowledge how far you've come over the last few weeks, the last few months, the last few years. And here's a few, here's five or six reflection questions that are useful just to take a moment and to pause and to, and to answer them. So what are you grateful for? You know me, we'll always start with gratitude. So if I'm celebrating success, it's about being grateful. Uh, what am I grateful for? Um, if I think about that in relation to my newsletter, I'm grateful that, you know, I'm still around to be publishing it uh, 200 editions later, that people are still interested in it, that I get feedback on it, that uh, that I get business from it um, and that I enjoy producing it, um, which is equally important. What am I grateful for? Uh, what am I what am I proud of achieving over the last few years? You know, how would you answer that for you? I know for me, in relation to my newsletter, it's no small achievement to produce a, a newsletter that has reached 200, uh, its 200th publication um, and that it has many thousands of subscribers in many different countries. Um, and, um, you know, not everyone can, can say that. So I am proud of that. Um, what skills have I developed? Um, that's one to take stock and to acknowledge your own growth. Um, your own development. I mentioned the different skills I've learned in relation to my easy, and I'm not expert with them. I've gotten to a threshold competency, as I sometimes would say. What skills have I developed or honed? Uh, what lessons have I learned in recent times? When I think about that in relation to my newsletter, you know, there are some articles that resonate with people. There are some that I think should, and they don't really. Um, I've discovered that the more personal I am in, in terms of what I share with people, whether it's on the podcast or in the newsletter, that those articles seem to really resonate. I think we see ourselves reflected in other people's stories. Uh, that's just one lesson that I've learned. Uh, consistency in producing it is perhaps another one. Uh, another reflection question to help us celebrate success is, what am I doing well? You know, so often we'll take what we do well for granted. What am I doing well? Uh, in your life right now, what's worth celebrating? You know, the way we take so many things for granted. Uh, what's worth acknowledging and celebrating? And then maybe in the months ahead, you know, what could I continue to celebrate? What could I focus on? What could I choose to acknowledge or recognize? So I'm not focused on the gaps or the weaknesses or the... The, the challenges or the problems, of course, we have to deal with them. It's part of life. But what can I focus on to balance that out in the months ahead? So there are a few reflection questions to help us celebrate and acknowledge our achievements and successes. I mentioned earlier that I spent a little time going back through some old editions of my monthly newsletter and the the, the large archive of articles that I have. And some, uh, some themes surf surfaced again and again. 
And what I tend to find with the, you know, the topics I speak on and write on, you know, it's it's easy to share the the knowledge or the wisdom, but perhaps the real benefit comes from living the learning. Um, none of us are ever going to be perfect. You know, I like that phrase of leaning in or trying or practicing or, you know, approaching something with a beginner mindset. And, you know, I suspect maybe, fingers crossed, if I'm still alive and still producing articles, you know, in 200 months time, um, I'm sure some of these themes will still be around and still be as relevant um, as they are back then and as they are today. So in, in bringing this week's episode to a close, I'm going to share five or six common themes that really struck me when I went back and reviewed so many of those articles that I've written. One of the themes, and it, perhaps it's top of the list uh, for a reason, is uh, is to value ourselves. You know, as we grow from perhaps carefree children into self-conscious teenagers, we begin to look outside of ourselves for approval. And of course, we want to be aware of the impact we have on others and to be considerate of other people's views. But we should never lose sight of our own opinions and our own value. Uh, we all have our own ambitions and dreams. But if we feel we're not good enough or worthy enough, whatever we achieve, you know, on the outside, you know, will not change how we feel about ourselves on the inside. Therefore, it's important to establish a solid foundation, giving ourselves permission to be just ourselves with our own likes and dislikes and our own opinions. You know, and before other before others can hear our our voices, we have to learn to speak and to hear and value our own voice ourselves. As I often say, we're all perfectly ourselves and wouldn't the world be, be boring if we were all the same anyway? So certainly one of the themes that appears in my work again and again is that one of valuing ourselves. Another common theme that appears in my articles, and I wasn't really surprised with this one because I often speak about it you know, when I'm delivering workshops or conference talks or even in my one-to-one -one work, it's often a theme that's addressed fairly early on. And that's one of taking personal responsibility. You know, I think the journey of personal development starts here with the realization that no one else is responsible for us or responsible for our happiness. The book starts here, as it were. We often use the word responsibility to describe taking ownership of behaviours, uh, but the word responsibility in a personal development context is far deeper than that. It means taking ownership of, yes, our behaviours, but also our attitude, our decisions, our emotions, our responses, our thinking, you know, even our energy that we bring into something. Developing personal responsibility starts by increasing your self-awareness as regards your habitual behaviours and responses and attitudes and emotions. And until we're consciously aware of what we're choosing to do or say or think or feel, you know, we cannot really self-assess, um, you know, nor can we take responsibility for ultimately making wiser choices. Another common theme in the in my work in the articles I've written is that most limitations are only in our minds. You know, for years I used the phrase limiting beliefs to describe disempowering statements that are usually unconscious, you know, that we hold about ourselves or about the world around us. Now I prefer to use the phrase limiting assumptions because that's exactly what they are, misplaced assumptions, habits of thinking that hold us back. You know, most of the personal development work that I've done on myself, certainly, and also with clients involves bringing limiting assumptions into awareness and dissolving them, 
you know, sometimes just bringing them into the light of consciousness dissolves them. Um, and you're replacing them then with beliefs that are more empowering, more useful, and usually truer. That's why we have the old phrase, the truth will set me free. Limiting beliefs or assumptions tend to be fear-based. You know, when we show them and ourselves some compassion, you know, some self-love, they tend to disintegrate. Um, you know, we can start by bringing limiting assumptions into awareness by asking ourselves uh, the question, what stops me in different scenarios? You know, so if you spend some time thinking about what it is that you would like, you know, if the world was working ideally for you, what would you be doing or achieving or having or experiencing? And when we do that little bit of greenfield thinking, very soon the, the yes buts will creep up. Yes, but. Um, or if we look at it more directly, if we just ask, OK, what would stop myself here or what would hold me back? Uh, your response to that would tend to be uh, a belief. And of course, there is realism and there's real life, you know, challenges around certain things. But so many of the things that we think hold us back exist nowhere other than in our own minds. And if we ask ourselves that question, right, what would stop me here? Um, at least I'm bringing those a little bit more into awareness. And when they're in awareness, I have choice as regards how I want to deal with them or progress forward. The next one I want to speak about, the next theme that I identified in my work, and it was one that surprised me a little, but it's one about forgiveness. And this is a, a toughie, you know. In my experience, before we can fully accept ourselves and value ourselves, we have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves for our actions or inactions in the past. We have to let go of anger, disappointment, guilt or shame that we've carried with us, the baggage we carry with us. We have to silence the harsh, critical voice in our heads that judge us every day about events in the past that probably no one else remembers. We have to free up the space inside ourselves where anger or guilt, resentment and frustration have perhaps settled. Now, forgiveness is a real personal act. You know, we can forgive, but we don't have to forget. When we forgive, we're releasing an emotion that perhaps we have held on for so long that we've forgotten what anything else might feel like. Um, when we forgive ourselves and others, it allows us to breathe again more easily. My favourite quote on forgiveness, well, I have two of them, I'll share both of them with you, but perhaps my favourite one uh, by the, the late Jerry Jampolaski, which Oprah, I know, quotes frequently, is forgiveness is letting go of the hope that the past could have been any different. That's a deep one and it's a powerful one. You know, forgiveness is letting go of the hope that the past could have been any different. And then there's the beautiful image of the Mark Twain quote on forgiveness, where he says, forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that crushed it. And that's poetry. I better say that one again by Mark Twain. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that crushed it. Uh, so forgiveness is, um, is making the space for something new. So forgiveness is a tough concept, which it is. Another tough one is living in the present moment. This was another theme that I picked up from many of the articles that I reread. You know, all frustration arises because the reality of our current situation does not match the expectation we have. Fear arises because our minds are worrying about a future event, but our bodies are in the present, they're in the now. So, of course, it's useful to have some future direction and some compelling goals to work towards, but not at the expense of acknowledging what we currently have. It's only in the present that we can make changes. 
it's only in the present that we can savor and enjoy everything life has to offer. And on a similar theme to that, something else I noticed when I was reviewing my old articles uh, was the importance of focusing on what you want and what's working as opposed to what it is you don't want and what's not working. You know, so it may be quote unquote normal to focus on problems with so much negativity that surrounds us these days. Uh, but ultimately, that's a choice of habit. Or it's a choice or a habit of what we focus on, what we choose to think about. Uh, and what I tend to find is, you know, what we focus on is what we see. You know, if your focus is on what is not working in your life, then that's what you will continue to notice, you know, to the detriment of maybe everything else that is working well focus on your problems and we tend to dwell in suffering or a victim mentality whereas if we lean towards the positive in a situation we try to find the silver lining we look at what we can learn from a situation you know or what we want to be different it gives us a greater sense of control and we can feel more like the the captain not the captive of our lives and the last theme that i discovered in my work um, and it's one that is a lesson that that I have to continue to learn myself, I have to say, which is just to lighten up and to have some fun. You know, personal development can be a serious business. You know, we all know people who are earnestly working through their issues. Ultimately, we all want to be happy. And whilst as adults, we have many responsibilities, it's important not to forget to, to have fun. And of course, if we're looking for inspiration to have fun, if you have uh, children or nieces and nephews or there's children within your own circle you just have to look to them and they're the experts on having fun you know remember taking remember not to take yourself too seriously you know and a lighter mood which is a, a better space to work in because the body and the mind is you know is just not filled the brim with negative emotions when you're more light-hearted or light-filled and relax into the situation, it's often easier to come up with and implement new ideas or strategies. As I often say, we, you know, we can and we should take our own work, our own situation and what we're doing seriously, but we don't have to take ourselves as seriously. So on that topic of not taking things too seriously, I came across this article, and I'm not sure of the original source of it, um, but I had shared it in my newsletter a good few years ago, back when I actually used to include more humorous little articles or anecdotes in them, something I, I'd stopped doing. And it's about the, the analogy of flogging a dead horse, you know, that phrase that we that we all know. So um, it's, a, it's a little analogy. I'm going to, um, to take you through it. It certainly brings a smile to my face. And if you work in the corporate world, you know, if you've worked in business, um, you, you will certainly be laughing at this, I think, as we go. So flogging a dead horse is what it's titled. Uh, tribal wisdom says that when, you're, when you discover you're riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. But in business, there can be some other strategies um, when we try to deal with dead horses. So it's about 20 of them, you know, appoint a committee to study the horse. Say things like this is the way we've always ridden the horse. Tie the dead horse to your best horse so that you have two average horses. Create a training session to increase our riding ability. Arrange to visit other sites to see how they ride dead horses. Assign the dead horse to lead a project that shouldn't be done. Change the requirements, declaring that the horse is not dead. 
hire a contractor to ride the dead horse, uh, harness several dead horses together for increased speed, uh, provide additional funding to increase the horse's performance, do a case study to see if contractors can ride the dead horse cheaper, buy a stronger whip, change riders, purchase a product that makes dead horses run faster, form a quality circle to find uses for dead horses, revisit the performance requirement for horses, promote the dead horse to a supervisory position, give the dead horse early retirement and rehire him as a consultant, build a wagon to carry the dead horse and rider, transfer the dead horse to a job in which movement is not required, transfer the dead horse to a location where no one will notice he is dead, Give the dead horse to someone who has a lot of horses because he will not notice his condition. Assign the dead horse a temporary replacement until his condition improves. Assign the dead horse to the backup team. And they certainly make me certainly make me laugh every time I read through them. Hopefully they brought a smile to your face as well under the topic of let's not take ourselves too seriously. So as ever, thank you for tuning in this week. Um, uh, thank you for being a loyal listener. I know many of you also subscribe to my monthly newsletter, Next Steps, which, as I say, this month is celebrating its 200th edition, 17 plus years of, of monthly articles and book reviews. Um, and of course, you can access them through my blog on the website, um, the, the whole archive of articles. And if you don't receive my monthly e-zine, you can sign up very simply on my website by joining the community. And as I say, there's a free e-book that you get when you subscribe, uh, the e-book being Upgrading Your Life, Some Fundamental Concepts to Master. So thanks as ever for tuning in. I'm James Sweetman. More information about me is available on my website, jamesweetman.com, and of of course across the different social media channels as well. So until next week.